Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of their entrepreneurial careers. This is professional certified mindfulness coach Evan Dunn Baritone, and you are listening to episode 73. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I recently worked with my friend and coach, Emily Ricks. Um, She was on episode 16 and we went through my schedule and I started making some intentional decisions to say yes to some projects and no to others. And some of the projects are also in a category of like, just not now. (laughs) And it was so fun because first of all, I love getting coached in real life, sometimes my mind will get kind of fuzzy. And this is just kind of part of being a human, I think. And Emily helps me to wring it out. It's like a dirty vacuum filter and you run water through it and nasty brown water comes from it. I know that's a beautiful image, (laughs) but it does help me to have clearer thoughts and make clearer decisions. And so we'd kind of did this like coaching swap so we could help each other. Um, because um, even coaches need someone else to help them notice when their thoughts are getting distorted. It's easy for anyone to kind of get to in your own head. And it's like going to a great voice teacher, no matter how smart you are or how well you know how to sing, your voice can still get out of whack um, without you even noticing it. So having an extra pair of ears there is all you need to make sure you're heading where you want to go both vocally and um, with a coach so that you can be heading where you want to be going in your life. And um, so when I was working on my yes or no list for, um, for my business specifically, the first thing that I said yes to emphatically was this podcast. I love planning the episodes, recording and sharing them with you. Um, it is a highlight of my week each week. So thank you for joining with me as always. And I hope that if you enjoy an episode that you share it with a friend or with a loved one who you think it may help. And another thing I said yes to was doing some reels on Instagram. And um, I wasn't sure about this because Hannah kept saying you should do some reels on on Instagram. And I was like, "Uh, I just don't know. But... Um, She decided it was a project that she wanted to help me to do. So we've been sitting down in the evenings and planning them and recording them and editing them. And it has turned out to be such a fun activity for us to do in the evening. So um, check out Take the Stage Coaching on Instagram. We've been getting um, a bunch of new faces and fun interactions. And so come join the fun with us. It'll be great. Now, just quick before I jump into the topic, I also have to mention that I've been recording during the day in the music building. And so 
on the last episode, there was some music playing, and there might be some music playing today. I just don't know, but I hope that you'll forgive me. I'm sure you all understand what it's like being in a busy music place. But okay, today, the topic I am excited to talk to you about is the concept of time. And you know, if you've listened to me before, that I'm a big advocate of learning how to live in the now and always accepting present circumstances because they're the only circumstances that could exist in this moment, right? But I'm also a huge advocate of learning from the past and um, planning for the future. So, But where we have to be careful in this is if you're using the past to create feelings of shame or anger or... If you're creating stress or fear in your life by focusing on things in the future that haven't even happened, then you're denying yourself of actually experiencing your life right now, which is the only moment you can live in anyway, you know? Um, Eckhart Tolle describes this as clock time versus psychological time. And so clock time is when you need to wake up at a certain time so you can get to the airport and get where you need to go. Um, psychological time, on the other hand, is, for example, when you use time to create negative emotions in your body that aren't helpful and distract you from the actual life that you're living right now. And so clock time obviously includes your, your schedule and, and those different things, but it also includes when we're learning from the past and planning for the future, which is what I mentioned earlier. Like if I made a choice in the past that I don't like, I can look at it, observe it, change my values because of it. And I can do this without creating shame in my own life about a choice that I made. There's nothing wrong with shame itself, but it's not really that helpful of an emotion. Okay. It's like a friend of mine (laughs) who um, is allergic to mangoes, and he used to work at this smoothie shop. And I remember him on several occasions getting sent to the hospital because he was so allergic to mangoes that even if he'd come in contact with them, he'd have a reaction or something like that. And sure, if you want to, and he chose to do this, You know, he could continue working at this place and he could even choose to eat a mango that he's allergic to it. But ultimately, like a mango is not helping him at all. (laughs) And he could also choose to stop working at the smoothie shop and avoid mangoes altogether. And we can do that with some of our feelings as well. We can continue to feel shame. There's nothing wrong with us if we experience shame. But there are ways to learn how to kind of put certain feelings away from us so that we don't have to experience them, and especially not on a regular basis. Okay, so leave the smoothie shop if you're allergic to mangoes. (laughs) Today, I'd like to discuss another um, story from the past that has amazing implications for your life and especially as you plan for your own future. And I heard a story about this on NPR several weeks ago and it was so cool, I just had to share it with you. Um, So we're gonna be talking about space and the launch of the recent James Webb Telescope 
which was launched into space um, less than a month ago in December of uh, 2021. And the telescope cost $10 billion. And um, and it will be able to see 100 times further than the Hubble telescope, I think is what I remember reading. Don't quote me on these tiny little facts, but I looked them up on Wikipedia. <laughs> but I think it said 100 times further than the Hubble telescope. And which we all know, we've learned about it since we were in elementary school. And the Hubble telescope was launched in 1990 and has been in service ever since. So that's um, essentially 32 years. And the thing that amazed me about this story they were sharing about the James Webb telescope is when they explained how long ago they started planning and preparing for this telescope. And you will not believe this. They started planning it before the Hubble telescope had ever been launched. Isn't that crazy? The Hubble telescope was already a controversial project because it cost nearly $4 billion already and it had had several delays. But the people at NASA who worked on the project were so certain of how much we as a human race could benefit from its existence that they not only pressed forward with the plan to launch the Hubble telescope, but they had already started planning the telescope that would take its place over 30 years later. That just blows my mind. Even the Hubble telescope itself had been in planning since the 70s. I don't know when in the 70s. That's just um, the date that I saw on Wikipedia. But I mean, definitely over 10 years of planning for that one. And so I'm no expert on space or telescopes, um, but I'm just amazed at the amount of planning and also the amount of foresight that these scientists had. They really believed in their own projects. They knew that it would take decades to plan and carry out a new telescope. So they started before they'd even finished the last project. It just it actually gives me shivers to think about. Coming from a world where all we want is instant gratification at each step, this is really quite a lesson for us to learn. I need food right now. I just need it delivered immediately. Or I want to shop online and it just it's got to arrive within two days or else. <laughs> and I want to see a show that I want to see and I just want to see it now. Like I couldn't possibly go to a movie store. I know that we don't have movie stores anymore, but you know what I mean? It's just like we're getting more and more like I just need things immediately. And it, this happens as singers as well. Like I don't understand why my voice hasn't developed perfectly. I've been studying at the university for two semesters. What's the big deal? Or why hasn't my career taken off? I graduated three months ago. Shouldn't everyone be knocking down my door asking me to sing at the Met already? And <laughs> Or what about building a business or writing a book or raising a child or heck, raising yourself as an adult? <laughs> All of these things take immense amounts of time, effort, and planning. Wait a minute. So are you trying to tell us that we should have plans for 30 plus years in the future? <laughs> well, I'm not saying you should or that you shouldn't do anything. But I do want to paint a picture for you. Imagine yourself as a 90-year-old 
And imagine that you're healthy and mobile, and that you have ample money saved in your retirement, and that you're surrounded by people who you love and who love you. Not that you can ever really know exactly how the future lo- looks, because of course there are so many unforeseen circumstances that could happen. But how do you expect expect to be healthy at ninety? If all you eat is junk food and you don't take care of your health now and take care of your body now, or how do you expect to have investments to live off of if you don't budget now? And how do you expect to not die alone if you aren't cultivating rich and fulfilling relationships with your family and your friends and even your colleagues right now? I actually love planning out my life until I'm ninety. And Hannah and I talk about the things we think will be important to us when we're ninety, and then we talk about how to set up our lives so that we can have those things. And I know, I know, sometimes it's hard just to know what to do on a specific day when you get out of bed. Like, oh, I just don't really want to do this, and you don't really have a plan for the day. That's okay. We've all been there. <laughs> But I'd like to share some ways for you. To start planning today, and this is not a comprehensive planning solution that will take care of all of your planning needs, and there are certainly so many other ways to plan. But I'm going to share a few tips and tricks to help you. Okay, so the first thing is to start from ninety, and what I mean is to try to determine your values. From that point of view, what you think you will value when you're ninety, and there are some things that seem really important right now in your life, but if you have this point of view to begin with, you might change your mind. Maybe not, and that's okay. But then you write out a list after you've got this concept in your brain. You write out a list of all the tasks that you do on a weekly or a daily basis, and this also includes. Tasks that you would like to include as goals. Now, you want to be careful not to be overwhelming yourself, like trying to include so many tasks that you're pushing yourself over the edge. But you might include something else to start adding to your daily or your weekly habits, or maybe one or two things to to get going. And then certainly other things could go on a later list. That's what I did with Emily. You know, these are things I'm focusing on now. These are some things I could choose to focus on later. Okay, but I've got a list of a bunch of things that are kind of my daily or my weekly tasks, and some of you might already have a general schedule, so that you know what a typical Monday looks like, and a typical Tuesday, etc., on through the week. These are recurring things that are pretty much always in your Monday schedule. Like I know that I have. Um, a lesson with my teacher on Monday at this time, and I, this is my work schedule, and blah blah blah. But if you don't take some time to do that first, and try to make it kind of minute by minute, like this is basically the time that I wake up, and this is when I eat breakfast, and this is when I study, or this is when I work, or this is when I spend time with. Whatever, just kind of try to think about what your schedule generally looks like. Not trying to force it to be anything, but just looking at what it is. And that doesn't mean that every minute. Also, just rem- it, 
every minute does not need to be filled with something. Um, just that you know where some breaks are and where you have the choice of scheduling something else if that's what you want to do. If you have something else you want to add to the schedule, you can kind of see where some of those opening breaks could be. So now you've got a list of all the things that you generally work on and now you can start to include some things that are like the one-time things that you know that you need to get scheduled and just get done. Like, oh, I need to call the dentist. That's not something that recurs each week, but I've got this list of a couple of things that I need to squeeze in. And some of these are things that you don't know if you want to do or not. Like maybe it's a project that you might want to take on and you might not. And that's totally fine. That's where your values come in. And especially, you know, like values in a longer term or like a longer sense of the word are helpful. And so you could do a yes or maybe or a no list where you start deciding, okay, maybe I want to take on this projects or these ones are ones I definitely want to take time to do right now. These ones probably not. And you can even start saying no to some things like recognizing that your no's can become yeses later. And so there's not really stresses of putting something in a no column and vice versa, because over time you get better at knowing what you really value and what you want in your schedule. And now you have your general schedule in front of you and you've started filling in some of those extra little things that you just need to schedule one time and you can start doing that. And now you can start seeing what sorts of dream projects you want to put in, any changes you want to make to your schedule, and just things you've been putting off, okay? See if they fit into your schedule and, it, and how you feel about that. And I try to do this or a version of this every week so that I know what I'm doing, I know why I'm doing it, and I know that I have already made some decisions about what's important or not important for me right now. And that way I can feel organized and ready to get things done and not just feel like, oh, I've got a list of 7 billion things to do. I've already kind of split up the list so that I know these things I'm focusing on, these things I might be focusing on, these things I'm not really. And I feel a little bit better about those decisions and then I can feel productive knowing that I've made a choice, okay? And it really does feel like planning a telescope for decades. I get to analyze my values. I get to make choices now, today, and this week that affect me for decades down the line. It's like the ultimate act of self-care. And just remember, I'm not talking about like having the ultimate high level of productivity, you know, like pushing yourself to always do more. That's not what I'm talking about. But I am talking about doing more of the things that you find valuable and less of the things that are not so valuable to you. So this type of self-care is looking into your future and saying, how can I give my future self the gift of me planning and preparing the things that I value for that future self. And it feels so loving and caring to yourself when you decide that you're worthy of that. And of course, 
my choices and your choices are not $10 billion choices like a telescope. <laughs> but this is my one chance to live my life. And I want to get to 90 and I want to have given myself a fighting chance to enjoy the fruits from all the seeds I've planted over the years. This beautiful harvest of friendship and love and security and wellness, both mental, spiritual, physical, you know, all of those things that I envision for myself as a 90-year-old. And of course, remembering that even though I have a beautiful dream for when I'm retired and I'm 90, I also have as much ability to feel joy right now in my life as I will later in my life. You are all just so incredible. Um, I would love to be able to see you guys on Instagram. Check out Hannah's brilliant reels that she's been helping me do. And um, certainly... <clears throat> This goal that Hannah pushed me to do and that I chose to say yes to right now, it makes me feel a little inadequate. Sometimes I have to stretch myself, but that's so exciting to be growing, trying something new. And so check it out and let me know what you think. And so now it's time to stop waiting in the wings. Go out and take the stage, my friends. Imboca lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 